Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Heathier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? (laughs) The number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50. Some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, the seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 sawing, bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. Welcome in to the Hot Corner for a Must Be a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday in a closet. This is the most wild Wednesday I've ever had in my life. I can't help focus. I can't do anything. You are. I'm a a hot train wreck. You are jacked up for Pullman game day this weekend. I am literally like 10 hours away from getting in the truck. And driving to the greatness that is known as Pullman, Washington. Call out to any person that is listening to this show right now. If you have any allegiance to the mighty Washington State Cougars, you should be figuring out how the hell you're getting to Pullman this weekend. Because it is going to be the most ridiculous party Pullman has thrown. People are starting to say that the riots in 98 have nothing on what's going down this weekend. What? Wow. I don't even know what the riots are. Explain to me the riots. The riots in 98? Yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah, we won a football game, and then they decided to uh, ride in the streets. What football game? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. I was... Must have been important. <laughs> I was 13. Uh, no, it wasn't 13. I was like 12, 11. And, uh, Must cou- have been important. Couches were burned in the streets. It might have been the day we went to the Rose Bowl. Oh, West Virginia special. Couches being burned. Couches being burned in the street. I believe the National Guard was called in. Um, yeah, things are think things things gonna get a little wild this weekend. <laughs> like things are so serious that I have to. We, my friends and I, that have decided to go. We have realized. Okay, we have to buy. All of the beer we're going to drink this weekend, all of mm. the food we're going buy to buy, all the beer you're going to drink <laughs> this weekend. I happen to work for a brewery; they're nice people. Uh, <laughs> all well, I got to buy a bunch of Bush Light. Like we're not going to Pullman without Bush Light. Oh, and uh, we need all of the food we're going to eat for the weekend because 
I'll bet you the grocery stores right now are already decimated. Oh, for sure. Because they, they declared a state of an emergency, right? The city of Pullman has declared a state of emergency. And thank you to College Game Day for tweeting out, well, that's a first. <laughs> and what I, I what I'm more excited about for this weekend is what's it going to be like when I roll into Pullman tomorrow at like 2 p.m. What's it like rolling into a city that is in a state of emergency? Uh, well, do you ever get to a point where you're just like, sorry guys, you can't get in? Let's be fair. There's state of emergencies and there's state of emergencies. You're in the you're firmly in the first state of emergency. Yeah. You're not suffering from a tornado or a hurricane or We're in phase massive one. flooding. Phase one. Yeah, you're at the lowest DEFCON level, which I believe I've always been wrong. I think the the higher the number, the lower the DEFCON level. So I'm pretty sure you're at like DEFCON 5 right now. You're fine. And you know, there'll be a lot of people there. It's a small city. The city's, small town. It's not really a city. The, the, the town's infrastructure is built okay so when when school is in session i love this text patrick was 11 12 13 it was a three-year riot yeah we all blacked out (laughs) uh this town the infrastructure when when school is in session there's about uh i don't know thirty-five thousand people in town maybe close to 40 when school's not in session in the summer there's like six thousand people Mm. So the fact that there's they're reporting 70,000 people are in Pullman right now and it's Wednesday because it must be a Wednesday. This is about to get insane. There's going to be 50,000 more people showing up. I know you are included. I don't know what how how are you going to walk like maybe this is exaggerative, but Pullman is a really, really small town. And if you're going to throw this many extra people in there. I mean, is it just going to be like bumper to bumper human body traffic in the sidewalk? Is it going to be like Times Square the entire time? I have no idea, but you know what? I'm going to find out. That's the biggest draw. I know. You texted me tonight. He goes, should I even do the show? Oh. I can go to Pullman right now. Oh, I found out I had the next two days of work covered at like four, and I was like, I could be on the road in two hours. Because it's going to take me an hour to get home. Oh, I've got an emergency Pullman bag packed. Look, I, it just sits on standby. You said that to me, and I went, I don't want to do a show in a closet by myself. I also don't want to do a beer podcast by myself, which we have to do tonight after the show now because you're leaving at four in the morning. Sorry. So I was like, let's just let's commit to tonight, and then you go do your thing. My you are the voice of reason. <laughs> I forgot about the podcast. You no. sent me some emojis, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> no offense to the podcast. I'd forgotten about the podcast. And thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to leave after the show tonight. Show's going to get done at 10. I'm going to have time. I'll go home, pack a bag, go to the show, and then I'll just get in the truck and start driving. And then Mike was like, well, we got podcasts. And I was like, dang it. And we even agreed to like come in tomorrow at like 1230. And you were like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, my friends who I'm supposed to go with on Friday, uh, they're not super pumped with me. But I was like, look, I'm getting paid whether I leave now or not. So... I'll save us a spot. Yeah. Anyway, you're doing your due diligence as a Wazoo fan. Just it, saving a spot. It's crazy. Um, for those of you that don't understand, I know there's a lot of like duck, husky, beaver, and transplants galore in this town. But what you guys don't understand is we're never going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State, even like Arkansas. 
We're never Nebraska. We're never Texas, Oklahoma. We're never going to be those guys. But we love our school. I would I would bet everything I could possibly wager. Nobody is more about their school and their city than we are at Wazoo. We are family. You can walk through an airport in Dubai. Some guy's wearing a Wazoo shirt. You just look at him and say, go Cougs. And they just look at you and smile and say, go Cougs. We're everywhere. You can't get rid of us. You'll never get rid <laughs> of like us. You're like cockroaches. You're yeah. like herpes. Yeah, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so it's going to be it, it's going to be absolutely insane. Um Did Bradley Jr just hit another home run? It looks like it. Why do we got to talk about baseball? I don't want to talk about baseball. Well, you kind of do cuz we're in the middle of the LCSs and they're both pretty exciting. Yeah. And it's a baseball show. I don't know. I don't know, man. Come on, Joe. I'm just trying to get through this. Let's not bring us down with that. Wait, is Joe in that room? Yeah. I thought Joe was in that room. No. I was in that room putting the game on the computer to turn the screen around so you could watch it because we are in a closet with no speakers, no TV, very little air conditioning. It is hot, and it is it is very close. What is in that room? Another production studio. Whoa. See, I totally thought I could see Joe based off the... Uh, what am, what am I looking for? The reflection off of this window. I thought Joe was in there, and I could just see him because the reflection from that window went to no. him. No, I can't look at Joe. Or if I do, all of a sudden I'm talking off the microphone. So it's kind of just like Joe talks to the back of my head. That's all he gets today. Okay. Well, so wait. hopefully we'll be back in the regular studio next week for the show. But Yeah, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> I don't really care about anything. Well, maybe on Monday you'll care, but right now you don't. On Monday? I don't know. I might still be in Pullman on Monday. Traffic on Sunday is going to be stupid. Yeah, but if the Cougs lose, you won't care anymore. No, I don't think any of us care what happens in the game. <laughs> Although I do have a mustache, Minshew for Heisman. I did. I saw that when I walked in earlier. I was like, what are you doing? So, you know, Gardner Minshew stash. Ah, right, of course. Yeah, he's yeah. going to win the Heisman. So uh, what do you want to do today? Baseball, please. Yeah? Yeah. What time is it? Uh, we don't have clocks in here. It's it's eight twelve. It's time to break. Man, this is so weird. I also can't hear Joe, so you're on your own. I know Joe talked to me in my ear a second ago, and I don't remember what he said, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it everything went real weird and stuff because I don't know. Because your brain is elsewhere. Oh, okay. well, let's focus for an hour and fifty minutes, and let's get through a baseball show. We'll do our best. Oakley Doakley. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on right now as there is game four of the American League Division Series on. There was the game four of the National League Division or Championship Series, excuse me, uh, on earlier today. We got a lot to get to. There's a ton of stuff to get into. We're going to talk about uh, the new most hated man in baseball. We'll talk about some Spygate. I don't know. We're just going to do this stuff. and I'm going to pretend that Wazoo doesn't exist because otherwise I'll be just a hot mess. You can find us on Twitter. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27. You can find me at P Diddy 085. That's also the Instagram slot as well. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher at Joe Fish 3 F I S C H harass us. We love it. You can also text in to the better you today. Text line five, five, three, oh five. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show coming up next. The National League Division Series sure is a lot different than this guy was boasting about a week ago. We'll start there first. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan.
I can't hear the conversation, but it's disgusting to me. I have no idea what time it is. And uh, so if you're driving in your in your car and you need to know what time it is, you know how a lot of people open segments? They're like, 7.15 here on the fan. It's like, uh, good luck. Well, you Again. can use your phone. Well, I know. Not while you're driving, Michael. Well, that t- hand's you're busy. not driving. You're on the radio. But those out listening, they can't look at their phone. They're busy drinking. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Wazoo on the brain. 817 uh, here on your Wednesday evening. It's 8 o'clock. Oh, right. We do this at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Only a couple more weeks, though, right? Oh, man. Right, Joe, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He's gone. Oh, no, he's there. No, he's there. He said something, but I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. I think we go until, like, Thanksgiving-ish, and then we get back to 7 and 9, I believe. I don't know. I'm kind of liking this Pac-12 after dark thing. Yeah, November 21st is the last coaches show, so that's when we'll be back. After that one, that's when we'll be back to 7 and 9. All right. I mean, I know you like the after dark thing, and I, I enjoy it too, but getting home an hour earlier does sound nice. Yeah, I don't care. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's just one less hour at the bar. <laughs> Probably save me money. I'm like, one more hour with my wife. Yay. <laughs> Hence why Mike is married and I am single. <laughs> uh, you watched the Dodger game today. I did. Boy, I did. Is this not something that is kind of like completely turning around what you and I thought of? Uh, yeah. Or was I on my own island? I mean, I believed in the Dodgers more than you that I think I have all year, but... After the first couple of games, even though the Dodgers won the second one, I was going, man, the Brewers are going to win this series. Yeah. And now the Dodgers are up 3-2. And I know they go back to Milwaukee, but I'm also kind of going, yeah, Milwaukee's not winning this series. They haven't hit for two games now. They pitched Wade Miley for a hitter today, lefty on lefty, and then brought in Brandon Woodruff for five innings. After he walked him. And then Wade Miley didn't even get him out. He's going to start again tomorrow. To be the first pitcher ever to start consecutive games since some dude I've never heard of in 1937. And to me, it was like, well, the the Brewers' bullpen's really good. It has proven to be very good. It is good. Their hitting has been good, iffy in the series so far. But their starting pitching was the biggest weakness. They're putting Gio Gonzalez in there for one inning a game, and he's giving up runs too. So, and you've got Huynjin Ryu coming up who just – dominated them in game one. Yeah. And then you have uh, likely Walker Bueller game two, maybe. I mean, or Or Rich Hill, I guess. Game six. Sorry, game seven. Yeah. Sorry, game six would be Hyunjin Ryu. And then seven. Game five is Hyunjin Ryu. This was game five today. Was it? Yeah. Oh, man. Game six. Go Cougs. (laughs) Hyunjin Ryu. Game seven, Bueller or Hill. Okay. Versus whatever assortment of bullpen arms, which has been great for the Brewers. With but, probably Kershaw out of the bullpen. Oh, uh, probably. I mean, he pitched tonight and pitched pretty deep into the game, two seven innings. Fairly well tonight. Very too. well. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> He's regular season Kershaw in the postseason. Who it's strange. Are you? But I, I am now fully on the Dodgers are going to win this series. I know. I, I kind of was... felt like cute little brewers like you're going to do it. And then it's like, oh, okay, here's the big bad Dodgers back again. Yeah, it was funny. I was watching the game last night, um, and as it as it got to, you know, as as the eighth inning showed up and it got to the ninth, I'm kind of starting to think, oh, this, I think this is going to go extra innings. And as I start thinking about it, I'm like, man, if the Brewers win this, this is over. This is over. And then, you know, Bellinger, who, you know, if you listen to this show, I'm not the biggest fan of Bellinger. But uh, as he finishes the game and they win, I'm thinking to myself, no, I still believe <laughs> Excuse me. Whoa. Sorry, there's no there's there's no cough button. Well the um, yes, there is. Oh, the COF? I would imagine. Can you hear me? No. Nice. So okay, so now I got a button. This place is weird. And uh <laughs> uh and so the Dodgers win 
And I'm thinking to myself, no, I still think the Brewers are going to do this. And now I think I'm with you. I'm really worried. If I'm a Brewer fan, and right now I'm a Brewer fan, I'm a little worried. Well, I said this to Swag earlier. You know, Swag's a big Dodgers fan, or if you didn't know, he's a big Dodgers fan. And I said, you have to win today because you are not winning two games in Milwaukee. They had to win today. But winning one game in Milwaukee? I mean, they had to win yesterday. True. And they did. Yeah. (laughs) That was a... That was a strange game yesterday. I, I think I didn't, this series is strange. I just didn't expect the Dodgers to come back and win it like that, and they did. I just think this whole series is strange. The fact that Woodruff hits a, a, a mammoth bomb off of Clayton Kershaw. The fact that Aguilar can't hit, but Ryan Braun is all of a sudden the savior of the Brewers. Right. Like, I don't understand this. The the The, the fact l- that Orlando Arcia, who hasn't hit all year, is hitting like 500 in the LCS. Let's think about game three in L.A., it's it's your first home game of the series of an LCS. The fans don't care. The players don't care. And you're like, what is going on? And you, uh, Kike Hernandez had to come out and... And say he had ED? What? Oh, you didn't see that? Kike Hernandez came out and said he had a ED. And ED is a serious problem and that we all suffer from it. And though tonight, we're going to beat energy deficiency. <laughs> Yeah, he did it intentionally too. Oh yeah, that's oh, great. Yeah. I but because meant, in, in game three they looked lifeless. Also, saying he called out the fans for not being ener- energetic, and I'm over here going, dude, you have to produce on the field to get energetic fans. You guys look like garbage. Yeah. Why do you want everyone else to do well, it now, for you? Now they've won two games in a row. Oh, and all of a sudden, LA fans. Oh yeah, go Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. Generally, Dodgers fans are pretty passive. Well, yeah, it's LA. Yeah. It's like Miami. Like, yeah, I'll get there in the third inning. Is it still zero zero? <laughs> I don't know. This this series is super strange to me. I don't know how to call it. I still think the Brewers have a chance. Well, of course they have a chance. They've got two home games. Yeah, the Dodgers have surprised me, I guess. But I just well here we here's... talk about this all the time. How is this team good? Obviously, on paper they look great. But when you watch them, you still don't understand. And again, not to harp too much on Game Three, but Game Three, you're like, do you guys even want to be here? Like, are you, are, are, are you excited to be here? Because you look like you don't care. Look, we've we've talked about this for many years on this show. In the playoffs, it comes down to pitching. It really does. In the big games, it comes down to pitching. And the Brewers are trying their darndest with a weird bullpen strategy because they have no good starters. No, they have none. Chassin has been good. Yes. Okay. Chassin has been good. They have one good starter. Yeah, he's been very, very good. He was good all year, too. And the Dodgers have like four good starters, and that's yeah. a huge difference. That's what that's the difference right now. They got and, four good starters and Alex Wood out of the bullpen. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. So, and I know we'll talk about the ALCS coming up, but let's say the Red Sox win this series. That is where you might be leaning towards the Dodgers because <coughs> the Red Sox, frankly, don't have good starting pitching. They don't, right. and they don't. They can hit their way out of any game. We've seen that already. Yeah. But when it comes into a World Series, you need to be able to have starting pitching. And that, as weird as it may be, could lead to the Dodgers doing it. Now, if it's Astros-Dodgers again, which I'm hopeful for, both have really good starting pitching. Mm-hmm. And it could be another really good series like it was last year. What a great one. But you, you need to have pitching. And the Brewers, if they could somehow win this series without any good starting pitching but Chassin, it could break the mold for a long time. Or it could just be seen as an outlier, but it could be one of those like, oh, you can use an opener mm-hmm. in the playoffs and have it work. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about that because I do believe in starters still. You know what Kevin Cash is doing in Tampa, 
and what Melvin's done in Oakland and what we're seeing Council do in Milwaukee right now, there is some strategy to it. I do not want to see it be the mold by any way, shape, or form. If you got two good starters, awesome. Throw those game one, game two, game three, do a bullpen game. I'm totally okay with that. But what I have noticed is for the most part, as we talked about, Chassin is the only good starter for the Brewers, and they've won two games and been in the last two as well. Craig Council. Well, today. Yeah. Eh, today, maybe not so much. But Craig Council is a good manager. You ragged on him two years ago, too. He is a good manager. You were very anti-Craig Council. Very anti. He is a good manager, and he is running circles around Dave Roberts right now. Last night, last night, but Alex has the 3-2 lead in the series. Agreed, agreed, agreed. He's got better players. Dave Roberts has better players. He's got a better closer. The bullpen is not as good as Milwaukee's, but he's got a better closer. He's got better bats, and he's got better starters. So he leans on that. But last night, Alex Wood comes in, and I go, perfect move. Pitch Alex Wood for three innings because this game might go another four or five innings the way that the way things were going. Pitches one inning and pulls a starter. And I'm sitting there going, you just lost this game. You're terrible. And had Cody Bellinger not bailed him out on a pitch that he probably kind of had no business hitting, Dave Roberts is just as bad to me as uh, Aaron Boone. Like, I just I just don't think Dave Roberts really knows what he's doing. And I would have kept Alex Wood in for three three more innings. It's like, it's like when the Cubs kept uh, Cole Hamels in. Why are you pulling Cole Hamels? He's pitching well. Why are you doing this? Alex Wood had a fantastic inning. Throw him out one more inning. I think this series is going seven. Well, you could have afforded to do at least one more inning with Wood. I think the biggest fear among all managers right now and all pitching coaches is seeing the lineup a second time. Hence why we're seeing shorter starts across yeah, the board because I you know. don't want to get the the second time through seeing that same guy. Not that Alex Wood for two innings is seeing the lineup twice, but right. I think generally that's the thought process. Um, and I mean, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe he wasn't fully ready in the bullpen or he's just been off recently. I mean, you don't know. Could be like, hey, let's get us through one inning, Alex, please. please. I, also, I also just think that because you're at home, Alex Wood's not technically losing the game for you. So if you throw him out there one inning, say he gives up a run. You you have to score a run anyway to win. He's not losing you the game. So, and let me, I just want to throw this out there. I'm, I can't hear Joe, but I'm sure we have to break. He just told me. Cody Bellinger. That play in right field was good. I, look, he, he had the big hit. He had a big play. He stinks. He sucks. He really, like, they have found all of his holes, and all they do is exploit it over and over, and he has not adjusted. Yeah. Remember last year, it was him and Judge, and it was like, whoa, look at these two big boppers. Oh, who's the guy? Well, it's Judge. Yeah. <laughs> Bellinger, Bellinger can't. He has to learn to not swing at that curveball. <laughs> I think I think Cody Bellinger, I have a buddy that kept him in a fantasy keeper league. Not our league, but a fantasy keeper league. And boy, was that a mistake. Like, Cody Bellinger, that, that again, I don't think Cody Bellinger is that great. I don't think Chris Taylor is that great. I don't think Max Muncy is that great. So all these dudes that you... I, I, I could get into it for two hours. About, I think Muncy's pretty good. About why I think the Dodgers suck. Well, you've been doing it for two years. So. That is true. You've had a lot of time to do that. They're going to win a World Series, and I'm going to talk to you about why they suck. <laughs> I just don't understand why they're good. I don't. They won a World Series. I still don't. All right, when we come back, we do have to get into uh, the 
you know, I guess, I don't know. We do things differently on this show. We like to talk about things that actually happen on the field. And this time, there is a topic being discussed throughout the circles of sports that does actually have to do with things on the field. You ready to talk about the most hated man in the playoffs right now? Sure. I'm excited because I want to hear Joe Fisher on this too. Uh, We will get into Manny Machado starting shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers next. You can text in the Better You Today text line 55305. But first, here's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome in. It is fill in the blank time as you can check your own car because I don't have a clock. Uh, Red Sox up 6-5 in the seventh. Uh, what are we? We're at the top of the seventh. The Red Sox are up to the dish. There is a runner on second and first as Presley issues a walk. 6-5, one out. We'll keep you updated on that. Uh, but we were talking Dodgers Brewers uh, in the last segment. And I want to kind of shift over to kind of a stunning development to me. I don't know. I I feel so like naive and betrayed right you now. Did you see that thread of all of the past transgressions? I did. And I'm just kind of like, how did I miss this? Because he played in Baltimore. That's how you missed it. I guess, but I watch enough baseball to know guys that are bad and guys that aren't bad. Well, and that's the thing. And I, I'll let you say it, but I only knew of one of the transgressions, not yeah. all four. Major ones. Well, things came to an ugly fruition. And one thing that kind of irked me to begin with is I believe we are speaking of shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, Manny Machado. Uh, I believe he had a home run in game two, first inning, second inning, third inning, something like early in the game. I believe it's game two. He did have a first inning home run. I I believe it was game two. I think it was game two. And as he's round, as he's rounding third, he has the like Johnny Manziel, money sign in his hands and i saw that it took him almost 30 seconds to round the bases which is like horrifically long in baseball right but i'm just kind of like whatever machado's man he's a superstar okay i get it you know it's good for ratings blah 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 i don't got a problem with that which normally i do which is weird again again i feel so betrayed and he flashes the money sign and i'm like oh man we all know you're gonna get paid like why why are you rubbing in her face whatever whatever i'm over it and then he comes out and does the hustling's not really me. Yeah, he has this quote. I was that, like, what? He has this quote that, that sorry, I don't hustle. That's just not who I am, and it's never who I'm going to be. Yeah, sorry about it. And I'm kind of like, wait a sec, dude. You're like a top 10 athlete in baseball, and you don't hustle? And he doesn't want to hustle. Like, are you hanging out with Robinson Cano too much? <laughs> Probably. Like, he makes it look easy. That doesn't mean he doesn't hustle. Well, he doesn't go to first base super hard. No, I guess I suppose that's true. But Robbie's <laughs> you know like slower, Manny Machado. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently. And then last night we had the situation with Jesus Aguilar at first base, in which Machado apparently decided I'm going to hustle on this one for the first time ever, and his ankle bumps ankles with Jesus Aguilar. They get into a little verbal gab. 
Bench is clear for no reason necessary. By the way, I hate Joe Buck's call on it. He's a loser. We all know that. Uh, and then all of a sudden, everything starts to come to light with me and starts clicking. Oh, my goodness. This guy is actually kind of a terrible human being. Yeah. Well, not a terrible human being. Well, maybe. Maybe. But I dislike him on the baseball field now. And that is kind of crushing. Because we have spoken about Manny Machado on this show many, many times. It helps that, you know, our fantastic producer, Mr. Joe Fisher, is a diehard Orioles fan. And he has dealt with Manny for years. Dealt, I shouldn't say that. He has enjoyed the presence of Manny for many, many years. And he's going to be one of the most, he probably is the most prized free agent. Uh, you can choose Harper, but I choose Machado. No, well, he's more prized. Yeah. yeah, he's the most prized free agent. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, do I want this guy on my team? By the Ch- way, just don't want, don't want to interrupt too much. Double play ball to end the inning. Carlos Correa doesn't touch second base, and he's safe at second. He neighborhoods it. Yeah. Well, he can't. He was he was the one who fielded the ball, and he just went to go step on the bag, and he just didn't touch it, and oh. then threw it. So now it's second and third, and Steve Pierce, the playoff killer, is up. So former Oriole. Yikes. Continue. Uh, I I was just wondering, and and maybe it was because he was in Baltimore. Joe, did you ever get a feeling while Manny was in Baltimore that He's maybe not the best guy in the world. Uh, as it, um, as we got further into his career, you could start to see that he's getting more comfortable, a little bit more boisterous, braggadocious. When he was just little Manny, babyface Manny, I mean, just like every guy, kind of uh, rookie uh, prospect going up, they kind of shut their mouth. They just play the game until they get to that spot of comfortability. And then once Manny knew that he was one of the best shortstop third baseman in the league and that he was going to get to this point where it's a big payday. That's when he kind of uh, started showing his true colors, I think. And that's where you see a guy that likes to rock the chains, a guy that now has a full arm sleeve tattoo guy that goes to LA, like you said, flashes the money signs. And he is basically, he's been, I want to know if a dirty player is uh the best like word it's just who he is i guess i mean he's been sliding in he's been throwing bats at like josh donaldson from a few years ago i don't know if you remember that yeah, nobody likes josh donaldson so right, i'll give right. him a slide on that so i don't know like <laughs> and i was gonna text mike this morning after hearing all the comments that he's been saying and i was like man does this really want you to sign him now but then it's like dude MLB teams put up with other guys all the time for much worse, a la Houston Astros and Asunia. So, I mean, yeah. just because this guy runs his mouth, is a dirty play, it doesn't matter. Some team is going to, like, I would not be surprised at all if the Yankees are so like, uh, I don't know, he could mess up the club, uh, whatever, sign him, let's Especially go. with D.D. Gregorius like, getting Tommy John. Yeah, like, I, at first I was like, man, man, he's losing himself some money, but at the end of the day, someone's going to pony up, and they're going to put up with all of his antics and who he is as a player, but, I mean, plenty of teams have done that with other past players before. So Yeah, I think the biggest thing that surprised me was – that slide into second, you know, I could have maybe let the running out first base and even the hustling the hustling comment was, was pretty heartbreaking, but the slide into second that he got called out on and the, the runner to first got called out for base running interference. Basically 
That's really bad. Well, I mean, that, that that's kind of up there with A-Rod and the, sorry, my hands were moving. No, no, no. The, the worst one was the throwing the bat intentionally at the third baseman. Did you see that one? Yeah. He got he got bu- he got buzzed inside, didn't like it. Next pitch, a very bad curveball, like very far inside. He takes a late delayed swing, lets go of the bat, and it goes flying towards the third baseman. I mean, that right th- that is dirty and douchey. Oh, let me just throw this giant Louisville slugger bad AKA weapon at the third baseman intentionally because I'm mad that I almost got hit. Yeah, I guess it was bad for me to say like, oh, he's not a dirty player because it is. He he is, but uh, I just see it as like that's just who he is. Uh, I mean, like Chase Utley started to get that dirty player uh, title to him, but people, it didn't really fit, I guess, whereas like Manny's just kind of, like you said, a douche all around. So it's like it's not so much he's a dirty player. It's just he's Manny. That's who he is. And that's kind of, you're going to see that happen from time to time. I guess so Manny being Manny is Manny being douchey. Yeah, basically at this point. It's just that simple. And it did kind of throw me for a loop too. I kind of, I always knew Manny Machado was a bit of a a lazy player. And I knew that he didn't hustle a lot. I never even realized that. But we played the Orioles 19 times a year. Right, 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 right. We being the Yankees. Like I I know how much I hate Juan Dulio Martinez. Right. Yeah. And even though he's... Well, he has been in your division. But anyway, the uh, the point is I knew that he was a bit of a lazy player, and I remembered the slides against the Red Sox, two of them, the one that cleated Dustin Pedroia and the one where he went super late and very obviously into Xander Bogarts. Uh, I, I knew about those. But also that's kind of the Chase Utley thing that Joe's talking about, right? It's a it's a slide to try to be safe at a, at a, at, at a base to help your team win. Throwing a bat intentionally at a third baseman because you're mad you almost got hit. And when you're clearly out trying to injure the first baseman by kicking him as hard as you can during a running motion to try to make it seem not intentional, that's dirty. And there's a big difference between that. And I believe fully that that is who Manny Machado is as a player. If he thinks it's okay to do that, it is very Alex Rodriguez, the smacking down because of the running motion or Mm -hmm. the yelling behind a pop-up. I got it to make a drop. That is very Alex Rodriguez. And we all hate Alex Rodriguez. Well, I mean, I don't hate Alex Rodriguez. I don't know why you hate Alex Rodriguez. He did a he did a lot of these. It's an A-bomb from A-Rod. It was very good in the 2009 World Series, too. I'm just saying. He reminds me more of like why I don't like Bryce Harper. Cocky, arrogant, douchey. Even though Manny Machado was the exact counter to that every time. Harper is arrogant. And cocky Machado's just flashy and fun that might he might have been the guy he was the guy was he yes so every time I bashed on Bryce Harper I was like see why don't you be more like Manny Machado you did wow and now we know I'm gonna go out in the parking lot and eat some crow mm, nasty I know it's gonna be pretty gross yeah I'm so sorry make sure those feathers don't stay in your mouth Joe's flashing Probably bad for you Joe's flashing some really bad things at me right now so uh when we come back we do have uh Story time with Uncle Patrick. Oh, is that already? Yeah, we've it's also already got eight forty-five. It's already eight forty-five. Uh, we got it's eight forty-six. <laughs> <laughs> we've also got fair or foul at eight thirty. When we, and then also at the top of the hour, we'll get into the American League series as it's still Remember, six. Joe, we don't have any clocks in here. It's still six five. Red Sox over Astros. Bases are juiced with two outs. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. This is the hot corner on Portland Sports Leader ten eighty. The fin. It's time to take a trip down memory lane. 
This is Storytime with Uncle Patrick, a look back on some of the most unusual events around America's pastime. Till the bottom of the 10th, when Bill Mazeroski slammed the four-bagger to end the game and the series with victory for the Pirates. Beat revenge. A Cinderella story of baseball, and the hometown fans went berserk with joy. And forgotten stories from the major leagues. And that's the story of Mike Matheny and the bird poop. Gather round, folks. It's story time with Uncle Patrick on 1080 The Fan. Uh, it's 8.51. We'll get through this real quickly. Due to... No, ten- we won't. Do you know yeah, us? Yeah, we are. We are. We are. We have no clocks. <laughs> that is There's true. There's no laws. I have a clock that says one hour, 49 minutes, and 40 seconds and counting up. So whatever that means. I don't even have that. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Does it just mean my mic's been on that long? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I can't hear Joe, hours. so there's no laws, man. Oh, cool. So it's like prime time. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome. Can you imagine prime time when Sue can't hear me to shut up? <laughs> We've been breaking nine minutes late every segment. I, li- I like Because Rop knows to break, but Sue can't hear me. And Sue's the one who, when he hears me, he goes, oh, I shouldn't talk very much anymore. I like that I give those guys the most utmost respect because they've been doing this for 10 plus years with the number one station in Portland. Don't you forget it. And uh, Mike's like, yeah, Sue, shut up. And I'm just like, oh, choose Mike. They might be listening. And Mike's like, they're definitely not listening. Even if they are, Sue, shut up. (laughs) Well, I figured with the events that happened tonight in game four of the ALCS, which we'll get to in the second hour, I figured tonight would be a great time to bring up. Yes, I'm sorry, fans out there. It is another Yankee playoff story. You Uh, told me you were doing this, and I went, don't do it to them again. I have to. Tonight's what went down. Uh, During game one, we're talking about the 96 game one of the ALCS between the New York Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles. That would be one famous, absolutely famous Jeffrey Mayer. Do you remember this, Mike? Of course. How old were you? I was seven. Seven. And you remember this? I do. So Jeffrey Mayer reaches out over the... Over, over the, uh, what, what do you call that? The right outfield field wall, wall. The right center field wall reaches down to catch this ball that Derek Jeter had hit. And he catches it. And uh, it is ruled a home run rather than fan interference. Uh, I believe you mean the captain. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the captain <laughs> in 96, some punk 18-year-old, hits some ball out to right center field. And this fan steals it. And it actually massively changed the course of game one. Allowed The home run allowed the Yankees to score, and then they ended up winning the game off a of Bernie Williams home run. Mm, now, right, some burn. now, right fielder Tony Tarasco, he is the guy. When you watch the replay on this, he is clear. He jumps up to try to get the ball. Mayer's like, like someone's holding his legs and just like dropping him down. He's like, hey, catch this ball. They'll call it a home run. And... <laughs> And Tarasco, he, he he misses it, and he instantly points up. He instantly, if you watch it, he points up. I haven't seen the replay in, like, 10 years, but I remember it. Yes. He instantly points up. He's like, hey, 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 man, that guy got that ball. And the umpire is like, the, the second base umpire, like, beelines it out into right center field to watch this call, to watch this home run, because he can tell it's going to be short or it, it's going to be close. And uh, the poor, the poor referee. I'm looking for his name. Where is he? Rich Garcia. 
He immediately called it a home run, which tied the game at 4-4. Apparently, after the game was over, he saw a replay and came out to the media and was like, yeah, I blew that. Which I I, I respect that. Oh, for sure. It's the same thing with um, Jim Joyce. When the Galarraga thing happened, when he went and saw the replay, he was in tears. Yep. He cost that guy a perfect game, and he came out and he admitted it. I I love when umpires do that. I... I hate the ump show stuff. Mm-hmm. I hate the I'm always right, shut up kind of thing. Like, be humble. Uh, Davey Johnson was the manager of the uh, Orioles at the time. The O's. And he was tossed. Shocking. He was tossed from the game. Uh, it, it, it's one of the kind of craziest things that, that I've ever seen. Um, there was... Uh, so apparently another call that this guy Garcia was questioned was in the 98 World Series. Mark Langston, pitching for the Padres, appeared to have struck out Tino Martinez on a 2-2 pitch with the bases loaded and two outs in the seventh inning of a game tied 5-5. However, he called the pitch a ball and then Tino hit Langston's next pitch for a grand slam. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is he's a Yankees fan. Apparently. Uh, let's see. And in 99, uh, the when in the 99 Major League Umpire Association mass resignation, the union uh, was engineered by Richie Phillips, the union's executive director. When the strategy backfired, Garcia lost his job because his res- resignation was one of 22 accepted by Major League Baseball. So everyone tried to quit, but Major League Baseball only accepted 22 of them. And this guy was one of them. Of course. How could he work the World Series the next year or two years after doing that in '96? Yeah, if you go, How can you do that? if you go, if you go look at him on Wikipedia, if you look up Rich Garcia on Wikipedia, there's an umpiring career, and then the next section is controversies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like I only thought like Joe West and. Uh, Angel uh, Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. I, I thought. Laz Diaz. Yeah, and who's who's the dude from the uh, the imperfect game? Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce. I thought I thought those would be the only guys. No, no, no. I we bet got... you if you go to most umpires Wikipedia page, the controversy section is larger than the umpiring career section. I bet you, because no umpires get all the calls right. And back then, obviously, there was no instant replay. Holy goodness. Um, I'm just reading some stuff. After working for a consultant for the baseball commissioner's office, he was hired as an MLB supervisor in 02. In March 8, the New York Daily News disclosed that in 89, he and another umpire associated with Florida-based bookmarker bookmakers who were known drug dealers. Three days later, the Boston Herald reported that uh, from federal wiretaps, both of them had problems paying off their gambling debts. That punishment, the MLB had applied to Garcia and the other dude at the time was only two years probation. Garcia, along with fellow supervisors, were ousted in 2010 as a result of 2009 postseason, which was plagued by various high-profile questionable calls that drew a firestorm of criticism from fans and the media. So he's a gambler. Yeah. So he literally is a Yankee he's, fan. He's Tim Donahue. Yeah. This is why I love story time. You can always you get discover, more out of them. You discover more. You always get more of them. And Joe is like aneurysming in the booth right now. Why? Because it's probably like 8.04. I don't know what time it is. Sure, me neither. I don't really I care. I can't even hear him. Well, if it was 8.04, our show would be starting. So <sighs> I'm never going to get this. <laughs> I know you're not. I, mean, I only hear Joe now stuff. because he's on the air. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm 
adamantly motioning to break. What does that mean? Like it's like a minute over? Uh, it's 8.59. 8.58. Almost 8.59. We'll wait till 8.59. Let's just oh sit here God. and slowly <laughs> let the clock roll oh out. God. Anyway, so that's your story for uh, story time with Uncle Patrick, because that's always great, as we're doing playoff edition. Hey, Patrick, why did yeah. you choose the name Uncle Patrick for this? Uh, because I am everything that is a dad joke without having children. Hmm. Do you want to share a dad joke with us? Uh, sure. What do you call a hippie's wife? I don't know. Mississippi. <laughs> Seahawks football. Wow. Really? Wait, did he start the break and then end it? <laughs> no, I meant to hit. Wow. And of course, I have commercials right above it. But that should be your cue anyways. <laughs> you want to tell another dad joke? Yeah, sure. How do you no. wake How do you wake Lady Gaga from a nap? How? You poke her face. When we come back, we got the American League Championship Series to dive into. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. You want to tell another dad joke? Isaac... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.